0: Sent gives birth to love and life we foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity and tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature welcome Welcome to Radical. radical my people Welcome to Radical. This is your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh it is Monday and I'll tell you what, we are getting ready for blast off. Uh thank you guys all the new, the old, uh everybody that's come in to hear about what we're talking about in this Liberty Space, man. It's uh I'll tell it, 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 this past week has just been um incredible. And, you know, you put the work in and you kind of, you're patient and you, you just, you hammer and you hammer and you hammer and you work like hell, um, for an opportunity. And I haven't covered the debate, uh, maybe on purpose. I don't know. Uh, lot's going on in the background, which, oh man, the, the stories that I'm going to, to deliver to you guys, what you haven't been able to see, um, I can't wait to share with you guys what's going on behind the scenes for this moment. I mean, the divine providence and this, this reliance, this faith on, on something bigger than us. This love, this creation, this life that we're living, guys. I am going to give your your minds just this, this torrent of pure. Signal, And I know there are some things that I'm talking about that maybe some people may not just get yet, but stick around and you will. If you understand what happened last week uh, at the debate, I'm going to play a good bit of it. There's like somebody like somebody chopped up this thing, um, put together about 10 minutes of me absolutely just kicking the shit out of Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. Um, on Monday night, if you, if you guys are, if been under a rock, you haven't heard it, you're going to get a lot of the highlights in this and I'm going to let it play a little bit and and maybe talk about some things and some issues because there's definitely some things that came up during this that, you know, in a, in a 30 second rebuttal or in a one minute conversation that you get to give, um, not everything is like just boom, crystal clear, right? Like, uh, it is, how do I take, what I know in this journey that I've been on for a long time with all the, with all the study, um, with all this, I mean, the, the, the listening, the classroom hours, just really pouring yourself into understanding why we're where we're at. You know, this, this very basic underlining problem with what's going on in society and this communication protocol that we're going to fix. Like the code is there. We have this in our hands. And to help everybody see it and learn it so that they can embrace it. Don't trust. Learn. You're going to have to learn. Um, And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to give you guys something to learn that you're going to be super, super passionate about. Like, man, golly. It has become extremely clear. I know this summer, um, coming back from back surgery, man, I just... I was trying to find purpose I was trying to find mission and you know the the show in terms of like what I was um, you know feeling in terms of producing and, and, and putting time into just man so much stuff behind the scenes was being worked out and adjusted for me like there were some things that I got slapped with just BAM um, and knocked down and built back up. I mean, we weren't walking earlier this year, ladies and gents. You know, like I wasn't able to get out of bed. And now we are, man, just absolutely, literally, climbing mountains and getting back to the dirt, the basics, man, that I got stories for you this week um we just came out of the woods and some of the stuff that happened this weekend i'm going to share with you guys later on this week just absolutely con- you know confirmation that we are tapped in to what the mission is this passion this calling the direction that we're going to take people and man thank you guys for being here for this and like all right we're, we're going to start with the debate um Monday night let's just start here Monday night it's um, you know six o'clock we get down there uh, my good buddy Jake Green uh, is there and if you haven't seen divide and dominate Jake Green put that documentary together go watch it you can just google divide and dominate scroll down you'll find uh, a, a demo and you know it's five bucks to rent help him out he's a guy that came out and did so much work for Liberty because his passion was driving him to cover this particular race, but more so to help you understand why you don't hear about guys like me or girls that are out there, running, Like guys or girls that are running third party. or trying to make a dent in the machine. So watch divide and dominate. If you guys are here for the first time, you can go and support the show. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be imperative. I need you guys. We're about to start monetizing. We're about to have fiber. This thing is about to go absolutely legit. We're cutting cords, and there's a story there, too. So um, you can go to patreon.com slash radicalpod. You can support me there. I will have Bitcoin um, up, and you can also listen on this new app called Fountain. Um, While you're listening on Fountain, you get sats. I'm not endorsed by these guys. Like I'm like, there's, there's just, there's this relationship, right? Where you put content out, you get rewarded for people listening to your content. You also get rewarded to listen to some of this content. So there is this really cool like place where you can also cut it up and do clips. And so this community that the Bitcoiners are building, they're incentivizing people to create and to listen and learn, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So um, they're also driving, obviously, by market demand. If you're making good content, your demand and your your reward is gonna be awesome. So all right, um, besides all that, let's get into it. This, uh, this, leading up to it, I'm giving you guys some behind the scenes because I think there's a lot of you guys that have the talent to go out and do exactly what I did. You know, what I did, um, was just, I don't know, year, years of being in the space of learning and, you know, taking it out and having the fortitude to look these robots in the face. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, we broke these people. Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams had no idea what to do. And we'll talk about that kind of during this. But beforehand, the Atlanta Press Club um, has always invited um everybody who's on 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 the ballot uh, you know like if you're on the ballot you get invited to the Atlanta press Club louder milk young debate series okay it is one of those things that I don't think a lot of us are used to and you know when you go backstage and all that kind of stuff and you're wandering around at George Public television there are green rooms you as a libertarian are not afforded a green room i don't know i don't have the facts but they definitely give brian kemp and they definitely give Stacey abrams the green rooms meanwhile they ushered myself and jake over to a smaller sound stage bare walls um just just a tv and some snacks uh, and a couple of chairs right like it is it is not that inviting and this has happened to me before. The first time I went down there and debated and Rob Woodall didn't even show up. It looked like a Saturday Night Lights, Saturday Night Live skit. Um, and, you know, they still didn't give me a green room. They said, here, third-party candidate or, you know, the, the challenger, you get this. We're not going to afford you a green room. We're not going to afford you the hospitality. None of that kind of crap. You're just going to go do this. Good. Listen, when you're met with adversity... And you are shown; they're showing you that they really don't give a flying shit about uh, what you're doing. They're trying to, you know, I guess, embarrass you a little bit, make you feel small. Man, that is fuel for the fire. Give me something like that. Give me, give me your disrespect. Oh boy, give it to me. I will eat it and turn it into fission. Like nuclear fission liberty i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna use it that that like you you think you got something that's gonna drag me down you got something that's gonna like hurt my feelings i don't give a shit (laughs) you can shove your green rooms up your ass thank you for the fuel to go out there and even burn it down harder the other thing is, is like you know, they're like, hey, you can have two people and two cars, and that's it. Meanwhile, Stacy and Brian, obviously, Brian has a security detail. I imagine Stacy has some security too. But like that was it. They're like, you don't get all of this, and you can park in the parking deck. <laughs> they're getting dropped off at like you know side entrance that's secure, and they're like you know coordinating and all this other kind of stuff. And so you start walking through and doing makeup. Uh, and everything else. Yes, I had on a little bit of makeup. Um, and with it, let's let's talk about this um, to the makeup girls down there uh, at GP TV. You guys were wonderful, really cool. Thanks for the laughs. Had a great time. You know, they walked me in. They they took the shine off of that really bald forehead and everything else. And uh, while we're talking, you know, laughing, having a good time, it was uh, it was ridiculous. One of the girls goes, "Oh my!" Like he kind of looks like Tom Cruise. And I was like, no, text my wife right now. You're crazy. You are high as hell thinking that I look like Tom Cruise. But she's like, no, I see it. I see it in the eyes somewhere in there. I was like, all right, maybe the crooked nose, maybe some of the eyes, all that stuff. First time I've ever been accused of that. So that was a good time. I had some good laughs beforehand. And I've done this before, guys. Like I've done, this is my third debate with these guys. So I know how it's going to happen. And let me give you some insight as to the debate platform. What happens is you come out, they do some introductions. You've got a panel and you've got a moderator and, you know, the candidates. And then you've got cameras everywhere and you've got people who are throwing up, Um, you know, one minute, 30 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, wrap it up kind of stuff that are in front of you at the cameras. Now they'll come in, they'll give you a sound check. And when we start rolling, what's going to happen is you are going to get a question. It's probably going to be a bullshit question about something that doesn't matter. You don't have to answer their questions. You don't even have to talk about what, They want you to talk about your job when you get out there is to talk about the principles of liberty and make it nice and fun and relatable that. I mean, this is the this is the piece that libertarians um, I don't know that we've done a great job at. I, I, you know, we're you're super smart. You guys are some of the smartest people I've ever met. There is a human side on this, that connection piece, that empathy piece, that understanding that this journey starts with a seed. And when you start with that seed and, you know, give somebody just enough to where it breaks some of the the indoctrination, something starts to change, okay? Now you're relatable. Now you've given them something that goes, man... I really like that. Like this guy kind of gets it. So when, when they start asking questions and they start going back and forth, this is now where things are slanted to the two main parties. They will ask a question of the incumbent or the challenger, the Democrat, and then they'll attack each other and they will never, ever, ever, ever mention you. And they get rebuttals every time they get attacked. So if you let this go on, you will be completely ignored. You have to raise the question. You have to demand to speak. And if they don't let you speak over them. Talk about this as a debate. Do not be a victim, though. And this is key. Don't be a victim. Go out there with a set of just giant brass. You have all the information. You have all of the knowledge. you They cannot understand where you're coming from because their premises are all wrong. Their communication protocol is built on a fallacy that is Keynesian economics. All of it from the ground up. That's what people don't understand. Their communication protocol built on Keynesian economics, which is absolutely disintegrating in front of everybody right now. You can just knock holes in it, right and left at the same time. And it's, it's, I mean, it obviously resonates. It hits hard. These videos that are out there, you find them on YouTube and Twitter for sure. Definitely some on Instagram as well and YouTube. Um, I mean, we're probably approaching over a million views for this now. It's crazy. So, thank you guys for, first of all, sharing and retweeting and quoting and whatever. You're like, this is the way. So, during this debate, did I interrupt? Yes. Did I get a little belligerent and push back? Yes. You have to. You have to do it. And you have to be able to make them look like the bad guys at the same time. And everybody saw it. So I'm going to let this roll a little bit. I'm going to stop it here and there. And then kind of talk about, you know, how this all came about and went down. All right. Without further ado, some of the highlights of the debate. You keep going back to guns, Stacey, and I think it's going to be your undoing here in Georgia. Georgia, we're going to have less and less gun laws, whether it's under Republicans or Libertarians. Libertarians don't believe in any gun laws. We believe that you know how to best protect you and your property. And the biggest mass murderer in history is government. It's not private citizens. Most private citizens, like I said before, go throughout their day without doing any harm to anybody. However, the people in the government with all of the guns still go after people with a badge when they shouldn't have to. All right. I'm going to pause. So... Working in here, right, here's the detail, is Stacy, this is gonna be your undoing. I didn't plan that. It's just, she's in person, I'm gonna tell you, she's a pretty nice lady. I definitely disagree with her about damn near everything. Everything, in terms of solutions. I agree, there's a lot of problems to solve. Her, her solution is government it is force and coercion it has to like to be dependent on the government right like as a community we all have to agree the problem is is stacy doesn't understand that 60% of people don't agree with her that's just the people that don't vote then there's the republicans the other 20% so you have 80% of people plus a lot of democrats now who have figured out when their cities are melting down and burning, they need fucking guns. Do you know how she's hemorrhaging people just on this one subject alone? You can be nice about it, right? Like she's, she's stepped on a landmine, an absolute landmine, and it is blowing up. You don't have to do anything else but be nice at this point right? Like you don't have to be mean. You can be super nice and kill them with kindness, with love. Hey, Stacy, this is going to be your undoing. Leave a bridge of retreat, the golden bridge of retreat, the art of war. Hey, come back over here. See it. I invite you, right? Like this, this is an, this is an invitation, The golden bridge of retreat. So maybe Stacy's rethinking some things. Maybe she'll start to understand that it's not just the 80% of people between the the Republicans and everybody who's not a Republican or a Democrat. And a lot of the Democrats have figured out Stacy's wrong on guns. The Democrats are absolutely bonkers on guns. Golden bridge of retreat. You're a human being. Now. Hit some facts. Super easy. Hit some facts that are just they don't they never talk about. Hey, guess what, guys? Government is actually the biggest mass murderer of all time. We all know this. It's plain as day. It makes no sense to go after the peaceful citizens of this world that go throughout their day like I said, 99% of the time. Bam. Easy 30 seconds, we have just established This is not the way. And here's the thing is, you can even clean up with Brian Kemp. Hey man, that guy over there, he still believes in NFAs and the ATF and he allows all these people to operate within the confines of Georgia without any repercussions or respect for your rights. Bam! It's simple. It's super simple. They're both force and coercion. It's not that they're bad people. It's that they don't understand because their communication protocol is broken. It's broken. Leave them the bridge to come back. Right? That forgiveness, that peace, that love is what is going to connect you with them. And anybody that's watching this because you are showing mercy while you are laying down absolute cold hard undisputable natural truth how are they gonna how there's no defense you've got the right hand of God weaponry and you don't need to slaughter you don't you need to be the adult, and that's what this was, an adult talking to children because they don't understand how to communicate in a positive fashion with people, the masses, the, thing, the, the who they think they preside over. It's just so apparent. All right, I'm ranting. I'm going to let it go. Leave peaceful people alone in the state of Georgia. That's my message to both of you, to everybody in the state who wears a badge, stop going after peaceful people. We saw all right, simple message, very simple. This This is where government gets it wrong. They've criminalized peaceful people to the point where we are the most incarcerated nation on earth. Nobody's gonna dispute that. They can't dispute it, cold hard fact. This is where you tie in to everybody. Everybody. Nobody likes getting pulled over. Cannabis, guns, whatever. Like, none of this matters. Everybody is tired. Tired, 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 tired. Of being harassed, of being fined, of being taxed. Every time they turn around, just leave peaceful. People alone. Simple message. Saw well, what the Republican Party was, we saw what the Democratic Party was. They are forcing coercion. No matter what they talk about, it's force and coercion, whether it's a certificate of need for hospitals, whether it is taking guns away from law abiding citizens. It is always forcing coercion at the point of a gun from the Democrats and Republicans. Please, it's stolen we have money. To move on. All well, of well. it's stolen money from people who have property the fact that we have property tax in America has got to be one of the most un-American things I've ever heard of Mr. All right I'm gonna stop there because I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on this one just a little bit because we're gonna move on property tax we got things to do this week I went in for my appeal on my property tax which went up double they took they took my house which we just built and they doubled the value using All sorts of wizardry and words on paper and bullshit laws and everything else. And I took my kids down and I took my wife. We homeschool. She's a teacher by trade. We don't use the school system. We consciously object to using it. We're pretty well informed people, especially when it comes to education. Now, most of you probably pay your property tax when you pay your insurance bills little by little all year long. And you really don't think about it. It's just like income tax little by little. You never actually see it. So it doesn't kind of exist, right? They're robbing the shit out of you. Especially, especially with property tax. If you don't use school systems or if you don't have kids in them or if you don't believe in them, or if you homeschool or private school or whatever else, You have a moral imperative and a conscience. If you are done with public, government, youth indoctrination, to take a stand. Stop using your insurance to pay your property tax. Stop. You can separate the two. And then when it comes time, you can go down and you can appeal. And the thing is, most of the time, they are going to rule for the county. But here's the deal. If there is enough people in that room giving these guys hell, I am going to walk you guys through how to do this and how to build your case and everything else. The The geriatrics that can't use technology that are sitting in front of me probably in their 80s that are deciding this with the the guys that go out and do the adjustments for property to try to justify the the tax that they're going to take from you, your, your, your value in property. Those guys got absolutely humiliated. I'm going to play a lot of that. I'm going to edit out some personal information in there and all that fun stuff, but I'm going to play it. I'm gonna let you guys hear. If there are enough people going down there making these cases, and they're taking your money anyways, I'm gonna tell you right now, this is where revolution begins. When people are taking your money through force and coercion, because if you don't pay your property tax, what happens? Your house goes on the market. And it doesn't just even go on the market. It goes up for auction. Just because you don't pay your property tax for a system that you don't use, for a system that you absolutely, fundamentally disagree with. They're going to send thugs with badges and uniforms to your house to evict you. This is the most un-American policy. I mean, it is way, way up there. And if you've got enough people pushing back, homeschoolers, private schools, anybody that can't stand the school system, That has property, man, it is time to stand up and say enough is enough. You are done. You are absolutely done doing this. And if you continue to do it, you are now in violation of our rights. You have a right to your property, period. You do. And you can use the Constitution all day long with your sheriffs who are probably going to be the guys that tried to evict people. You can use this. You better figure this out with your sheriffs. Go in, force and say, this is not happening. And if you come after us, we are going to band together enough. Get a sheriff that recognizes property as your right and that it is not taxable. This is a huge Huge problem in America right now. All right, we'll get back to it.
1: Hazel, Georgia seems to be struggling right now in dealing with how to legally take on the issue of cannabis in the state. What do you think needs to be done here? How should Georgia address the issues surrounding marijuana?
0: I guess a perfect question for a libertarian. Um, we believe that cannabis is a plant that grows from earth naturally. And the hubris that the federal government has shown in making a Schedule I drug while also holding patents on it is one of those things where we find it somewhat laughable. And it is. It is a right of people. It is medicine. It is something that we can add to our industry here in Georgia and really displace a lot of what comes in from outside of Georgia. This is a huge win for Georgia. We have a great agricultural sector. We can grow two bumper crops of cannabis every year. The idea that it is still un- illegal and that Brian Kemp has talked about this and tweeted about it as it is a good thing when we make cannabis bust and cannabis bust only is a is a real sign that the government in Georgia is using it for the prison industrial complex, for the the law enforcement complex to go after communities that would like to see freedom in this area. So, it's a right, that's how we see it as libertarians. Right. I don't think I need to say anything else. This guy is, I mean, Brian Kemp, still posting tweets about just cannabis bust. I mean, he tries to associate it with street gangs and racers and all, like, dude, no. Get, that, you can have your violent crimes. This is not one of them. And to try to equate the two, you know the the idea that these two are interlinked no matter what it's bullshit absolute horseshit golly makes it pretty easy pretty simple thank you very much you may you have a rebuttal yeah I would just like to make sure people at home know that I have been doing exactly what I told them I would do when I was campaigning for governor and now that I am your governor uh, we have been going after street gangs and drug cartels. So the things that we're tweeting out there is when our great men and women in law enforcement are are making drug busts, not from recreational use. It's users a plant. And Other things, but but that's what my focus is on. No, it's not, and you can see it in him. You can see in his face, the body language, the like the absolute equivocation here this false equivocation that cannabis is somehow violent crime. It is gangs and everything. No, it's not. It's being grown in other States. It's passing through from transport from Michigan to Florida. Michigan's fully legal and Florida, man, I tell you what, I think you can do damn near anything down there um, for a cannabis license to use it as medicine. I, there there was one in Butts county, four hundred pounds of cannabis. beautiful, beautiful looking flower. Oh my God, beautiful stuff. Nothing else. just cannabis. literally transporting goods to a place medicine where people need it. Brian Kemp said. Nuh-uh. This is awesome. Let's do a drug bust. Let's show everybody that we're still in 1970-something under Nixon or 1980-something under Reagan's drug war. It's bullshit. And he knows it. This equivocation just, man, uh, it's a plant, guys. It's a plant. Good, bad, indifference, balance. Man, there's nothing. Anywhere near as serious about cannabis as there is things like alcohol, for God's sakes, which is also your right to consume. Jesus. Silly.
1: And I'd like to add
0: just a second here, as the libertarian, although you you will push for people to have access to going to the polls and voting, you're not pushing ballot access. This is a huge, huge oppression for people like the third parties, the people that want to get their people on the ballot. We have, I think, 20 percent Democrats, 20 percent Republicans in the state of Georgia. That leaves 60 percent of people in Georgia unrepresented by ballot access laws that both of them support.
1: 30 seconds, Ms. Abrams. Actually, to correct Mr. Hazel, I co-sponsored legislation to expand ballot access because I agree with you that third parties should have better yeah. access to the right to vote in the state of Georgia. Never, I co-sponsored it. it with a, with one of our independents in the state legislature.
0: So Stacey made this claim, and we, we actually talked a little bit after this um, about exactly that. She was telling me um, very nicely, I might add, you know, that she did sponsor a bill. I have not had the time to go and do the research and look that up, so if you guys are out there um, and that's it. And I made a mistake here. I'll tell you right now, I will own that. And if she sponsored that great. Now I will tell you fair fight, her organization for, um, pushing people to the polls, man, there's not a damn thing on there at fair fight about ballot access for third parties. Never seen it ever, ever seen it out. looked. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And that's why I made the comment. I've never seen it. that's where I looked. I have not seen the legislation that she's pushing. And if, if she's co-sponsored it, Stacy, my sincere apologies. If, if you co-sponsored that fine, I will tell you, I still don't see it on your fair fight um, website anywhere. I don't see you talking about ballot access for third parties in the media. So, you know, at some point you're just like, well, maybe you did kind of quietly co-sponsor it. Okay. I guess that's an action and i can i can definitely appreciate that so if i'm wrong i'm wrong and uh i will make that apology when when we figure it out i'm sure i will hear from some of you at any rate you got to call them out you got to show people about ballot access and it is a nightmare
1: but let's be clear about ballot access and voter access
0: voter access right let's be clear buzzwords here comes um here comes my, like one of my questions from the panel. And I was just like, really, this is your question in this time is you wanna know why I switched parties? Like to try to make me look like a, I don't know, a turncoat, Gotcha, buddy, here we go. Mr. Hazel, you ran for Congress in 2018. That was just four years ago, you ran as a Republican. You got less than 30% of the vote in the Republican. Do you see how he did that? You see how he sneaks, he, hey loser. <laughs> you got less than 30%. Your first time out in a Republican primary where the deck was stacked against you and everybody was doing their bullshit and also the returns were late. Super late compared to everything else in the district. You got 30%, Mr. Hazel. Why why aren't you a Republican anymore? Why are you turning your back and and going over there? Like, come on dude, ready? Primary, what happened between then and now that made you a Libertarian? Well, I, uh, I actually came back to my, my roots as a libertarian. Uh, we believe in freedom. We saw what the Republican Party was. We saw what the Democratic Party was. They are force and coercion. No matter what they talk about, it's force and coercion. Whether it's a certificate of need for hospitals, whether it is taking guns away from law-abiding citizens, it is always force and coercion at the point of a gun From the Democrats and Republicans to look at life through consent, the eyes that, hey, we can all have transactions. We do it every day in the private sector. 99.9% of us go throughout our day without raping people, without murdering people, without pointing guns at people to take their property. That is not what the government does under Republicans and Democrats, period. That's how I became a Libertarian. Uh, This is why we're going to send this thing into a runoff. And if people were really looking for something to change, you'd vote Libertarian. You'd send a message to both of these parties because one of these people will most likely be the executive in a rigged system that you want to be more free. All right. I don't think I need to say anything else about that. That guy, you know, obviously, question backfired just a little bit on him it's okay to be extremely proud about fighting for liberty you're you're literally just telling these these people that use force and coercion like literally people who murder people who take people's stuff for the banks that have manipulated the hell out of the system that are reaping Windfalls right now, and reclaiming property because people got fired from jobs. The economy is absolutely in shambles. Can't pay rent. You, Everything is going up. Like you don't have to be sorry about this. I'm going to tell you right now. I've been a libertarian since 2015, paying member of the Libertarian Party since 2015. I thought I could try to do some infiltration into the Republican Party. Man, I did a little. I peeled some people off. I sent them a message and said, you're going to pay for everything. And now they're paying for it. I told you guys I was going to be your worst nightmare. Republican GOP. The heads, the shed, not not the base, not you guys. You guys are welcome here. Come learn. Same with Democrats. You guys are welcome here. Come learn. Take the journey. Separate from these monsters, these Bots that are I mean you hear them, they're absolutely broken. you can see it in them. And, and let me say this. Brian was visibly shaken like and you're gonna hear why here shortly. The red in his cheeks, the swallows, his expressions on his face of shame. Stacy on the other hand, to my right, her right hand on the podium, her thumb, it was shaking, absolutely shaking. I'm gonna tell you right now, these people are scared. Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams were scared as hell to be there. I'm gonna tell you right now, I was not. I was so amped up, I was so excited to come in here and have a conversation. Listen, Georgia, if you're looking for somebody to lead, who's not scared to death of talking right like we're just having conversations we're having a war of ideas nobody brought guns nobody nobody's here to beat each other up physically we're here to have a conversation stacy was visibly shaking brian kemp could barely keep his posture his shame it was Awesome. You should eat this stuff for breakfast, people. I mean, literally. Drink it in and go after their damn jugulars in the nicest way possible. (laughs) If that makes any sense. You got to be a professional. You got to be absolutely stone cold and still have the biggest heart. To show mercy. Weird combination. It is, but you got it in you. I guarantee you, you got it in you to be able to do this kind of stuff. Just takes a little work.
1: Mr. Hazel, Republicans and Democrats have raised the alarm over the rise in the Chinese Communist Party-backed companies purchasing American farmland. To date, they've purchased more than 1 million acres of farmland in the state of Georgia. Would you agree with Mike Pompeo that allowing those purchases in the state of Georgia is a sign of madness? And would you be concerned about the national security implications of the Chinese Communist Party purchasing this land with the support of the state of Georgia?
0: I see the setup for this question. I understand why it was projected at me um as libertarians we believe that you own your property and that the state can't take it away from you and can't sell it or can't determine who you sell it to um the ccp obviously uh which is going through some its own internal unrest right now uh, i believe is probably purchasing this with things like central bank digital dollars and yuan Uh, Which are also coming down to a, uh, a critical nature where people are in uprising in China What we need to look at is how these purchases are being made. Are we accepting fiat? CCP Yuan in Georgia as a actual currency It's about as good as the US currency the fiat currency that we're about to have hoisted on us in terms of a CBDC I'm not going to tell you or anybody else as governor how or who to sell your property to. And I imagine that in the end, the, mar- the free market will work itself out. Thank you. Okay. I've gotten, this is the one where I got flack. Take one minute and describe to people. Brilliant question. I mean, really great question, Stacy and team over there. It was good. It was like, there's, this is very divisive. And it's one of those things where you're sitting there going like, oh, it's the CCP. They're terrible. Let's set the stage and do some economic learning real quick. To have the understanding that the CCP bank is a fiat bank. It is a banking cabal, period. That's who's making purchases. That's who's making investment purchases. That's who's coming in and using yuan in the state of Georgia to buy land. Right? Now, let's juxtapose that with what the reality on the ground is already. Who else is buying tons and tons and tons of land in Georgia and everywhere else in the United States? Guess what? It's the Fed. And they're doing it on things like State Street and BlackRock. Guaranteed. Go look it up. It's a fact. So when we know that you have the Fed, which is a banking cabal, an international banking cabal. And you have the CCP, which is another banking cabal, probably mostly Chinese, I imagine. Think about it. How do you explain that in one minute to people? Which which banking cabal is it okay to have buy farmland in Georgia? This is the communication protocol piece. When we talk about Bitcoin, that fixes the consent and peace versus the US dollar fiat, CBDC soon to be force, coercion, war. That is the difference. So when she trying to phrase this question and giving it to me like, and also Mike Pompeo, like I agree with that asshole about damn near anything. You start to see their alignment. You start to see that she's okay with the Fed. She's making it sound like she's not okay with the CCP bank. I'm okay with this banking cabal. I'm not okay with that banking cabal. Maybe Brian Kemp is more okay with the CCP banking cabal and not so okay with the Fed. I don't know. But I can tell you right now, they're both into fiat. Fiat. They are both into central bank digital dollars, whether they are the international banking cabal of the Fed or the international banking cabal of the CCP. That's what you need to know. That CBDC, whether it's from either one of those, is force and coercion and war. Absolute control of everything that you can do, everywhere you can go, and everything you can buy. This is why Bitcoin is so important. This is the signal, not cryptos, not anything else. Bitcoin and Bitcoin only fixes the communication protocol because the rules apply to everybody and there is no ruler, no manipulation, nothing. I invite you to learn this kind of stuff. We are going to talk about it a bit. Bunch, And we have got some of the biggest names in Bitcoin lined up to do it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. It's going to blow your mind. And at the same time, oh, it's going to give you something so passionate to believe in, to fight for, to adopt, to push back. When I talk about right hand of God, Type of weaponry this is it and you know why because you can do it without firing a shot what more could you ask for to crush and kill the Empire the emperors without firing a shot by just owning your own money by being your own bank with a deflationary asset that is going to accumulate value over time. How do you explain this in a one minute answer? You can't do it. Like I said, brilliant question for Stacy, from Stacy. Absolutely brilliant, Um, but when you got a microphone, And you got an audience and you can talk about this in after action and give people some real understanding of like, Hey, yeah, you know what? This is actually really happening. And this is reality versus what she's trying to paint the picture of is like, Oh yeah, you know, Georgia's own Georgia's land. No, we don't. The federal reserve banking cabal black rock state street own a lot of the farming land in Georgia. So the question is, would you rather have people own their land property rights, no property tax. Nobody can come take your stuff. Nobody can come take your land. Not eminent domain, not nothing. They have to come to you and make the case and give you what you think is fair market value under Bitcoin. These guys, no, 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 They don't believe in property. They don't believe in anything. They believe in power. They believe in banking cabals because that's what gives them power. What I believe is you are the power. As Spike Cohen says, you are power. Find it, tap into it, learn it. It's knowledge, it's free. Well, it's going to cost you time, your most valuable asset. But then, generational wealth, people, I'm telling you, a little bit's going to go a long, long, long way. You are super early. Bitcoin's on sale. Go over and see the guys at Swan. I should give you my code for this. But the thing is, I don't even care. Go learn it. Spend time with it. Go put it in your ear and go for walks. I don't know what you have to do, but learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. Master it.
1: Thank you. Stacey Abrams, 30 seconds. The state of Georgia is watching our farmland be purchased by the Chinese Communist Party. And while that is not normally a conversation that we have, it is something that we should be concerned about. Agriculture is our number one industry, and Georgia has 13 military installations. The fact that the state of Georgia is working with the Chinese Communist Party, using one of their technologies that both Donald Trump and Joe Biden have warned is very much a national security threat, should be of great concern to every Georgian. This is not about being concerned simply about who's owning the land, but it's about how much access to our information they have because of this state. Thank you, Shane Hazel. You may ask your question of Stacey Abrams.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you. (laughs) So... I think I misheard some things here, and I just started talking. Tried to get a little more time, I guess, and uh, uh, you know, went on a little bit of ramble. Got caught, and you know, this this might have been you know my one stumble. And I appreciate everybody that pointed it out. Thank you very much. I'm glad I can provide <laughs> some comedy at the same time. The uh, military industrial complex is a big problem, it is. And the fact that we have people trying to come here to, I don't know, get a get a backdoor into our, our military. Um, I think one of the things we should be talking about as Georgians and as executives is the Defend the Guard Act, where our military has been used very, I don't know, haphazardly around the world to go and take resources from the Middle East or now in, Mr. in Ukraine. Mr. Hazel, your this question. Is, yeah, this is my question to who? To Stacey Abrams yeah. oh we've already switched gears yeah my, my, my question to you I'm sorry it's I, okay I have hearing problems guys um, my question to you is I mentioned CBDCs as the executive of Georgia when we come into a CBDC from the Federal Reserve will you as the executive accept these the CCCP style uh, currency
1: I believe that the conversation about currency is a complicated one
0: no it's not It's not complicated. Currency is super easy. Can it be manipulated or not? That's like, for most people, that's where this should stop. Can somebody else manipulate your money? Can they take money through rising interest rates? Can they devalue your money through inflation? Can people manipulate your money? This is a simple, simple premise. And she walked into it. She's so full of shit on CCP, coming in and buying our land, this was it right like gotcha it's not complicated Stacy she got crushed right here
1: and part of the challenge we have is how these how this currency is transmitted the very real security threats with digital currency
0: everything but Bitcoin and gold and gold has some flaws because obviously they can make it illegal to own gold like they did under FDR in 1942, they can't do this with Bitcoin. They can't do it. Everything else, yes. This, not a chance. And here's the thing is not all the computing power in the world can now, it can't even compete with the fortress of computing power, the hash rate of Bitcoin. It has dominated. And it will dominate because the incentive structure for Bitcoin, when you learn it, you're going to go, oh, my God, it makes perfect sense. It is peace and consent, and it is backed by energy on a blockchain that they cannot touch. Stacy, this is super simple
1: the hacking and mining of that digital currency should concern all Georgians. As the governor of Georgia, I will work very
0: here's why. Here's why hacking Bitcoin is bullshit. Bitcoin is done in 10 minute blocks. So every transaction on the Bitcoin network happens in 10 minutes, right? So 10 minute block, Everything is recorded, it's solved, it goes into the blockchain because everybody who's running a node has confirmed what the miners have done in their algorithms. They say, yep, this happened, this happened, this happened, this didn't happen, right? Because they exclude anybody who's trying to double spend. And then they take that block and it goes into the blockchain every 10 minutes. And they are incentivized to do this through what they get paid in Bitcoin. It is impervious to hacking because here's the thing is let's just say some alien supercomputer came in and they had more hash rate and more energy to do anything that they ever wanted to take over Bitcoin. I know far-fetched idea. Even if they did it, even if they took it over and they did one double spend and one 10 minute block, they would get the one 10 minute block and Everybody that's out there that's running a node would go, no more. These people spent trillions and trillions to get one block. That's it. One 10-minute block. And then they're gone and they're wiped out and they're never coming back to spend or do anything in Bitcoin with that address or that Bitcoin ever again because the incentive structure works. They would have been better off to take all that money and just buy Bitcoin, just reinforce it. If they want more money, that's where they go because the incentive structure is set up the right way and it is impervious to hacks. So spend your trillions of dollars, get your one stupid 10 minute block and then get shut out or take your trillions of dollars and get into Bitcoin and now you've got a deflationary asset that's only gonna increase over time. The incentive structure is there. Stacy doesn't understand that. And she's about to give me exactly what I was asking for. She's gonna accept a Federal Reserve CBDC and she says it, it's crazy.
1: Closely with the Federal Reserve, but also with the innovators and the entrepreneurs who do see an opportunity. But before we take a step forward that could put us at risk, our responsibility is to understand the complexity of what is happening with these transactions. And as exciting as it is, we also know it's deeply problematic when we do not have the adequate safeguards in place. That's one of the reasons I've raised concerns about WeChat and about the purchase of farmland. But what we know overall is that we need a governor who's conversant in these issues, who understands that, for example, in the state of Georgia, we have access to $3.5 billion in American currency that could be delivered tomorrow to save our hospitals and to save our lives. But our current governor has refused to accept those dollars. My intention is to do what's best for the state of Georgia every single day.
0: So she's totally switched topics to an attack on Brian for more fiat money. We're just going to continue to fiat money into existence to pay for things and it's not going to have any effect on anybody because we live in a land where we don't understand economics. Stacy thinks that the spigot will never ever run dry or that if you just leave the spigot on all that money that comes out is still going to be worth something. She doesn't understand even the basics. Of economics. She doesn't understand that if something is rare, it has value. She doesn't understand that if you can move something through time and space, it has value. She doesn't understand that when you scale this to a population the size of Earth, it has value. That she doesn't understand that when you have a proof of work instead of proof of stake, there's value. She doesn't understand economics to save her life. And she's going to talk about, oh, I'm going to switch gears. Yeah. Gotcha. And now I'm going to get Brian Kemp. Shane Hazel, you get a 30-second rebuttal. Working with the Federal Reserve, who's got us into the mess that we are in right now because of a centralized fiat currency, it will be absolutely worthless. They will be dangling carrots in front of the governor, in front of the executives, in front of the legislature to do exactly what their mandates are. If they are mandating that they take the property of people, then they will do it. If they want to invade your homes, your privacy, your businesses, they will do it because of CBDCs. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. Like that's the end of that. What are we at? Man, we're coming up on an hour. Some of you guys are gonna want. Man, you're gonna kill me if I leave this part out, right? Where we, uh, where we trash Brian Kemp. Let's let's trash Brian Kemp real quick. Let me find this, guys. And I apologize for maybe not being quite as prepared on um, on this video because you know. It's it's just one of those things where sometimes you just you let it get away with you a little bit. Oh man. Yeah, no, no. Oh, and hats off to Dan Smotts. Uh thanks man for the who is Shane Hazel stuff. Like they're literally ignoring everything right now. L- literally. They are trying to make it look like it never, ever, ever happened. It's crazy. Uh, let's see, where is this? I am scrolling through. Bam. Uh, let's see. Good Lord. I mean, the amount of, of great videos that people did and the fact that it's been shared this many times and it's just gone. I mean, you guys literally make it, it, it's gone viral. There are tweets everywhere about like, you know, this is Stacy and Brian and they had a debate and there, there's this guy in the middle that they're not even talking about. This is like literally Ron Paul revolution stuff. And Oh, here we go I think this is it um, this is where I took Brian to the woodshed and I appreciate you guys that stuck around for this enjoy Brian's uh, demise you called people in Georgia non-essential and it killed millions of jobs you bet the need a big pharma and pushed a vaccine that was untested on people and it has killed people they have lost their loved ones. You've allowed bureaucracy to invade our businesses. And then you had the audacity to brag about record tax revenue. You want to say sorry to anybody? So, is that a question or? That is a question. Do you want to say sorry to anybody? Oh. All right. Given these guys the opportunity, extending the olive branch after what you did. Again, golden bridge of retreat, schoolboy moment. Here's the woodshed, kid. Here it is. You really fucked up. Really, really badly. You cost people their lives, man. Their businesses. All of their time and money and everything that they've ever done. You want to say sorry for it? Just, Just a little apology. What does this do? All of a sudden... You're on the people's side. Everybody's been struggling for the past two years. You're also giving this guy an out. Either he makes this an absolute apology, as a real leader would. A real leader will recognize their mistakes, and they will correct publicly and say, my bad, I I really, I did. Like, I made a mistake. That's That's what Brian should have said that's what a real leader would have said instead Brian doubles down on what he did in 2020 there's no like this you know you put your tail between your legs and you say you're sorry and you you take your humility and you move on and you be a bigger man Brian couldn't do that Brian ladies and gents As a child. And I saw it in his face. And I kind of felt bad for him, but then I remembered he killed people. Well, people lost their fortunes. People lost their jobs. People lost their loved ones. People committed suicide and are still committing suicide because they can't make the ends meet. Because of guys like Brian Kemp. So don't feel too bad. It wasn't over at that, though. Once Brian doubles down, it gets worse. You didn't have the power to lock down businesses. And you signed the executive order on April 2nd. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended qualified immunity. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended civil asset forfeiture. I don't support the fact that you haven't ended the drug war. You haven't ended nonviolent crime. You had not ended cash bail. You haven't ended no-knock raids. We need to get government out of education. We need to allow parents to seek. All right. I'm gonna stop it there. I hope you guys enjoyed watching this. I hope it's motivated you. Man, 2016, I was a guy that was just pissed. Really pissed off. The journey to get to this point where I see hope. I see our future. I see code that I'm gonna talk to you guys about. Like I'm gonna melt some minds I think honestly, artificial intelligence at a very basic level has found love. I know some of you guys don't even understand what I just said. I'm going to explain it to you as we go through this revolution of love. This is my passion. This is what I've been put here to do. We are going to wake people up. We are going to infect them with love. We are going to put a code into existence where our basic communication protocols change. We have the vehicle, we have the message, we have signal and it is pure and it is power. The communication side is right there across the street. I can see it. I'm going to need sponsors. I am going to need all your help as I cut the cord and we go live as many times a week as possible, starting now. Welcome to Radical. The revolution of the human species. What a time to be alive. Until next time. Ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys so much. For being here. For doing what you do. For loving on me. My family. My friends. I'm going to introduce you guys so much. I can't wait. Until next time. I love you. I need you. Peace.